0: all
1: right steve here we are week 10 week 10 double digits all right well let's just dive right in here it's
0: been interesting First nine weeks.
1: Did you think we would make it this long?
0: No, honestly, I don't think we'd keep doing this, but... uh,
1: I thought you'd have bailed a long time ago.
0: I I as well. (laughs) Keep playing your cards right after the podcast and we'll continue this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, every Friday night about 7 o'clock. I'm like, is he gonna... (laughs) All right. All right. So week 10, first game on the slate is Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This opened at a 10 in favor of Pittsburgh and it's down to seven and a half. Now, is that because of the Ben Roethlisberger stuff? I think people are
0: high on Cincinnati.
1: Well, I was thinking it's more the fact that Ben was on the COVID list. Um,
0: Well, he was on the isolation list because he was in contact with somebody. Right. Right. But he hasn't tested positive for COVID. So many of these situations have already occurred and no real impact on the play of the players, unless they've actually had the COVID test positive. Right. Right, So I think there's nothing to worry about there. I think really the, the I think the line's moving because people are hot on Cincinnati as Joe Barrow gets more experienced that the Bengals look better. Um, I
1: have heard a lot of people taken um, Cincinnati in this and I'm kind of surprised.
0: What's yeah, your on Pittsburgh?
1: I was going to say, what's your take? Cause um, I actually. I think uh, it's a
0: sucker bet. Honestly.
1: Well, I was looking at a lot of the like the division matchups going back and looking at and Pittsburgh has absolutely owned um, Cincinnati in the past. They won the last 10 games um, that they played against them. So and I think I mean, Burrow looks good, but I don't know. I went back and looked at the games that they've played and the one game where they really got beat down was when they played the Ravens.
0: (laughs) That's what I was going to talk about.
1: And they only scored three points in that game. And I think was of it was
0: 17 3. What was it? 21 3. I don't know 17-3? what the other
1: one was, but it was only three. Um, and I think that uh, the Ravens are probably the most similar team to Pittsburgh that Cincinnati has played. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, they blitz a lot. So I kind of think it's going to be more of uh, that type of game. So I'm on Pittsburgh. And if I can get it at a touchdown, I like that better than 10 points. Pittsburgh yeah, 10, 7, back at 7. home, so maybe we don't have to worry about them uh, playing down to the competition like they did last week in uh, Dallas.
0: I mean, I have the same read here that you do. I think to play devil's advocate, people like in Cincinnati because they're playing better. But um, I think this is a trap game. They're probably also looking at Pittsburgh uh, being 8-0. and so they have to figure they'd have to lose at some point. But I don't think this is the game. And that was the thing I was looking at is they play against a similar defense in Baltimore. Similar like, you know, division matchup where Pittsburgh and Baltimore have been the cream of the crop for how for a very long time. And um, I think that Cincinnati is not ready to take this game. I agree if you get more than a touchdown or you're only giving up a touchdown, take Pittsburgh.
1: All right. All right, so next game up is Washington at Detroit. I don't really have a lot to say about this game. I don't know if I want to touch it because I really don't know what to make of it. We have Alex Smith, um, at quarterback for Washington, and, um, you know, it's a great story, him coming back from the knee injury, but um, he hasn't looked very good in the games that he's played, and I just, I don't really have a strong take on this game, Neil. I
0: like Washington a little bit. I like Washington every week, but um, I, I'm really south on Detroit. I think I wouldn't expect much out of them the rest of the year. I like the fact that you're getting a field goal, and I think the Alex Smith is going to look good um, as he gets more reps. Let's say he's going to look better. He's what 36 years old, so you know don't expect the world out of him. He did throw 325 yards last week after he came in.
1: Three interceptions. That's
0: where I was going. He has three interceptions. So I'm looking for him to have less interceptions. Um, The Detroit defense is not as good. Um, Well, the Giants defense is not great, but they, they, um, I think it's more, let's not look at the defense. Let's look at Alex Smith being very rusty coming off two years layoff. So as he shakes that rust off and it's not like he has to learn for the first time, right? He's a veteran. So he gets that feel back quicker than somebody who's younger, um, that maybe hasn't played as many games as him in the past. So I think that he'll bounce back and not turn the ball over as much. And at the end of the day, especially if you're getting more than three points, I see a three and a half, some places it opened at four, uh, If you get more than a field goal. I, th- I think you have to feel confident going against Detroit, against anybody getting more than a field goal
1: yeah i don't know i just don't like it Uh,
0: again it's not a huge play i mean these are two bad teams right so it's almost your default to the philosophy here two bad teams take the points but i don't like detroit getting giving up this many points to anybody
1: all right next game up is houston at cleveland um now this game might have some weather concerns similar to what happened in cleveland two weeks ago when they played oakland it's a very similar forecast going in um and that game was against Oakland and they, they scored six points, I think. Yeah, it was 16 to six. So it definitely affected the um, offensive. So play.
0: big question mark here, right?
1: Well, my first take was. Take Let's talk
0: about the running back first.
1: Houston. But I think if the weather is going to be consideration, then you have to look more towards the run game. And if you look at the run game, it's definitely going to put you on Cleveland's side because the Houston defense sucks against the run. And Cleveland has a good run game. They're getting, well, probably getting Nick Chubb back this week. I don't know if it's definite, but I think he's off the uh, IR.
0: I don't see anything that says definite. It's, I see a lot of questionable.
1: Well, I think there was, it was almost like something else popped up.
0: Another injury, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see that.
1: So, but I, I don't know that that matters. I mean, you still have Kareem Hunt, regardless um, whether Chubb plays or not.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think it definitely matters if he plays. I think that helps Cleveland. Chubb will come back if he's playing and and he's going to try to excel because he hasn't played in a while. So I like it a little bit less if Chubb plays, but I'm I'm on Houston here, especially if you're getting more than a field goal. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland's a fraud. They're five and three. They suck. They scored six points against the Raiders. I don't care what the weather was like. They're supposed to play good and bad weather. I mean, I was all over Oakland, but it just justified the fact that they stink. Is OBJ done? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Go against Cleveland the rest of the year, especially if they're favorites. That's my opinion.
1: Really? I have to disagree with you here.
0: Well, I've been on Houston all year. I'm not jumping off now either.
1: Okay. All right.
0: The two and six Texans.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I think Cleveland's a two and six team. They play like a two and six team. They stink.
1: Well, if you look at their record and some of the games they've played, they don't stink.
0: You got to look at who they're playing sometimes. All right, let's move on. Cleveland for you, Houston for me.
1: Okay. Um.
0: I don't feel that strong to bet money on it with you.
1: Um, All right. So next game up is Jacksonville at green Bay. Green Bay is favored by 13 and a half at home. They are at home. Um, That is a big line and there is um, some weather concerns in this game too. Again, similar forecast to two weeks ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that this is um, a tough matchup for green Bay against the run because I like Jacksonville's run game. So
1: well, you can run on both teams. Definitely. So I don't think that it's necessarily a Green Bay blowout. Green Bay doesn't have a great defense, so I think that Jacksonville can run on them. They can throw on them. And um that Jake Luton um did a pretty good job last week.
0: Get it close, covered, he, right? Against the Texans. He was uh um chark that is one of his best. I mean, he has some good a big play for a touchdown early in the game. Um, so it looks like they have some chemistry, which is good to see because Gardner Mishu really used um, Chark well um, when they were playing together. I, I, If if you're saying it's too many points is what I heard. So I guess you're leaning towards Jacksonville.
1: I would definitely take Jacksonville on like a teaser. I don't know if I want to take them at 13 and a half. I I mean, I think they could probably, even if Green Bay goes up big, they can probably get back into it in garbage time. So yeah. maybe I maybe I would. Like at 14, I would take it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I don't really care. I think it's inside 10 points. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a game where everybody's going to take Green Bay. I mean, that's where I'm lining up on the other side of Jacksonville. Green Bay is clearly a better team. Are, are they like, you know...
1: Yeah, but they don't have the defense. It's not like they can, you know, shut shut the other side yeah, down. Exactly. So I think that Jacksonville can still produce.
0: If you have a solid run game, which Jacksonville does, and that's really all you need. Robinson's good. Um, I'm, I'm Jacksonville. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess that's the only concern I would have is that Green Bay gets up big in the beginning and then kind of throws Jacksonville off their script and they don't run the ball. And
0: well, what's the weather th- item that you talked about in the beginning?
1: Uh, similar to what it was two weeks ago, with some wind and.
0: Okay, so the same same locations are yeah. So it's all wind games, yeah. Forty mile an hour gusts. So
1: no, I don't think it affected um, the Green Bay game two weeks ago as much as it did the Cleveland game. They
0: played game. Minnesota that week. Was that when Dalvin Cook came back? Uh, I think that was when Dalvin Cook ran all over him.
1: Yeah, gusty winds, rain. So
0: yeah, so in that same condition. Green Bay struggled and lost by two touchdowns well, to I Minnesota. Know. I
1: mean, Green Bay is, is kind of probably more used to it. We don't know what Jake Luton is going to do in, in bad weather conditions. So
0: That is the next factor. We don't know much about Jake Luton other than what we saw last week.
1: So keep an eye on the weather forecast Sunday morning.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a big line, big line there. I th- It's almost like in today's NFL, you get a double-digit underdog. You should not even think about it. Just take the points, see what happens.
1: So. All right. Next game up is Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Now, these teams played back in week seven where Philadelphia squeaked out the victory by one point, 22 to 21.
0: So now, since they are playing I the Giants will... real quick, if yeah. you don't mind, I totally forgot that we bet the Giants game last week and I took Washington. You had the Giants so now it's the official handover of the $20 back to you since I took it the week prior.
1: <laughs> all right, we'll have to... Uh,
0: Congratulations.
1: Did we want to put this on? Which game did we disagree on? I also lost on? a
0: case of... I didn't even tell you. I lost a case of Stella Artois to a neighbor. For the same
1: I took game? Washington, yeah. yeah.
0: The Giants fan.
1: Um, all right, so we want to put this on uh, the Houston-Cleveland game. You liked Houston. I like Cleveland.
0: Let's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. fine.
1: We could always put another 20 on another game later. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, break well, let the let bank see the any game anything. I want to go 20 All right, $120 down on Houston-Cleveland. All right, back to Eagles-Giants, sorry.
1: Well, I'll let you talk because this is your team.
0: All right, you want, I, you I want believe, my analysis? Because I, I, well, I, I know exactly what's going to happen in this game.
1: I believe that Philadelphia might be getting some players back from injury this week, so maybe you should start there.
0: Oh, yes. Is Miles... Well, that is some good insight because that is actually 100% correct.
1: Is Miles Sanders going to be back?
0: Miles Sanders, probably the most underrated back in the National Football League, mm-hmm. will be back this week along with Lane Johnson, Oh, He's well, critical to the run game. Uh, as we all know, he is the premier offensive lineman on that team. Um,
1: He's critical to Carson Wentz.
0: So you have uh, you have Goddard back. He was back the, the before the bye, but
1: didn't do much. He was
0: well, here's the situation. He was questionable. So what I heard after the game was that he was questionable. They didn't do much game planning for him because they didn't even know if he was going to play. So by the time Friday rolled around, he was ready to go, they had already implemented the, the game plan. So I would look for way more involvement. And that's a fan duel play is Dallas Goddard. He's gonna have at least a touchdown and, and 80 yards. Um, but because the game plan for him in that similar situation coming back off injury. So I wouldn't expect much, but it's worth noting that Alshon Jeffrey is expected back now with the injuries to him. Who knows if he can even, you know, run the 40 in a sub six second time, but the guy definitely has size. So I guess they're going to run him out there and see if he gives them anything. Um, But I would tell you this, in my opinion right now, it opened up at three and a half. It's up to four Eagles on the road. I don't like the Eagles getting points in, or giving up points in almost any situation mm-hmm. this year. Um, I do but think that it almost that,
1: seems like a big line, then, if you take into account the
0: it does. Well, home know, field is still
1: worth a little bit. Um, right? It's
0: actually, well, I don't know how much they're valuing home field now. It's definitely worth less. Than yeah, it's it has worth been less, but it's
1: still worth something. We
0: had that debate in the beginning of the season. So, like even if couple,
1: you say it's worth two points?
0: Sure. I don't think it really matters. Like, they're going to win the game by three points. They're not going to cover. They're going to win the game.
1: I'm I, just saying it seems like a big line.
0: Yeah, it, it is. I agree. For the Eagles. I agree. I don't. I
1: mean, what exactly have they proven?
0: Exactly my point. What's their record? Three, four and one. They are the first place <laughs> team, however, in a division and they're playing I love a division the one. matchup.
1: The one in football is always <laughs> awesome. You know what's
0: funny is when it happened, you're just kind of like, one, it's the worst thing ever. But as you're looking through the standings, like it's such a big advantage that that wasn't a loss. Instead of one game back or one game up, we're one and a half games up. Hmm. So anyway, um, I do like the Giants to cover here. I do not like the Giants to win. I think they're playing spirited football right now. I think you can't trust the Eagles. If this has any possibility of a blowout, I you know, I do think that the Eagles, as we come into November, you gotta be careful for them. They start to build momentum every year in heading into December and then into January if they get into the playoffs. So
1: well, I don't know. I think the Giants have a pretty good defense. I think they go under the radar quite a bit. They played a lot of close games. And do you know who leads the NFL in interceptions? Who is that? Carson Wentz. I
0: thought you meant defensive backs.
1: No. So Yeah, it's no fact that... I don't know. It's no
0: secret that Carson Wentz has sucked. He has had nobody to throw to nobody to block for him so i'm not saying that carson wentz is joe montana or brady you know he very well may play out to be a bust because you don't have a great track record of him staying healthy but you can't criticize the guy when he's on his ass every three seconds right he's holding on to the ball yeah because he's trying to make a play because he knows he only has one or two plays in a game to try to get him into the end zone so I think a lot of the criticism on Wentz is unjustified. He does he is playing horrible, but football's a team game and you have to take these other things into account. When you when you got two guys that are basically free agents that are your star run, wide receivers and you know your second round draft pick running back gets hurt and hasn't been playing and you got a, basically a an undrafted free agent at running back, then your whole offensive line is decimated. So to to make any long-term Sure, he's he leads the league in picks. What does that mean, though? He leads the league in picks. He's played horrible, and the Eagles are in first place.
1: In a shitty division.
0: It doesn't matter.
1: That doesn't matter to you.
0: This is why it doesn't matter, is because of the fact of where they're going. They're coming out of a bunch of injuries and not all their players. As they get their guys back, all the transgressions that cause that horrible record don't matter because they're in a the shitty division. Okay. So when they start picking up momentum All like right, they do every s- year, but I want to see in the you guys last four to six weeks.
1: I want to see you guys year, play weeks. a team like the Seattle Seahawks, like the um, New Orleans Saints.
0: You're going to get and your, what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to get. I
1: remember a few years ago, you guys played the uh, New Orleans Saints, and that was quite the embarrassing game.
0: But uh, what game are you talking about?
1: you guys played in new Orleans a couple of years back and you got smoked and I'm talking about
0: the playoff game
1: shut down. No, it wasn't a playoff game. I don't think it was a regular season game, but it was pretty brutal. Kind of like the Tampa Bay game last <laughs> week. So, uh, so <laughs> um, listen, the Eagles got the
0: Browns uh, right. And next week uh-huh. they're, they'll smoke down. They suck. Um, and then Seattle. So you're going to get your oh, guess. Look, you got to run a teams here. You're going to find out about the Eagles if they're going to get hot, right? Okay. So starting right after Thanksgiving, you got the Seahawks. Then you're going to the Packers. Then, oh, you're, playing the Saints, oh, then you're playing the Saints. This is going to get interesting. Oh, wow.
1: This is going to be fun down the stretch.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to end up. They lose they lose the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cardinals. That's They lose four in a row. It's doom and gloom. And they're still tied for the division <laughs> with the Cowboys and Redskins to end. This could be the... This could be the end of the division winner hosting a playoff game.
1: All right. So you're taking the Eagles then at minus four. I'm taking the Giants. Hmm? Do you listen to anything I say? You're taking the Giants? I said the
0: Eagles are going to win the game and not cover. Not cover. That means take the Giants. Oh, okay. Too many points.
1: I guess I I wasn't listening.
0: (laughs) Clearly. Okay. But that's not surprising.
1: All right. So, yeah, that was my take. I would be on the Giants because they I think it'll be a close game. So, all right, next game up is Tampa Bay at Carolina. And these teams played in week two. Um, similar situation. Tampa got stomped by the Saints the week before, and then they play Carolina. So I definitely think it's a bounce-back spot for Brady. I hope it's a bounce-back spot because that game last week in – uh Well, in Tampa with the Saints did not go the way that I expected it to. So, Carolina will be without Christian McCaffrey. Really? Yes.
0: I did not know that.
1: Shoulder injury.
0: I don't know how much that hurts their team. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is awesome. It hurts their team. That's a stupid comment. But they have a very good running back behind them.
1: Um. Tampa Bay is has a good run defense though and um, so I think Christian McCaffrey might make a difference in that type of situation um, when these teams played back in week two the Bucs won it was a fairly close game I think it was like 30 to 24 or something like that Um, and it, it was, was 31-17 oh It was a
0: 14 point gap. So let's take a look at that. Cause you pointed and I'm going to give you credit. You pointed this out earlier. The (laughs) Bucs opened up week one with saints and lost. right? They lost by 11 points and then they played the Panthers right after that and beat them by 14. So speed up to week nine and they play the saints again last week and got smoked. So it's a similar trend. I think it's going to continue. They get smoked by the saints bounce back game against the Panthers. Just what the doctor ordered and Tampa, has a pretty handily uh one game at the end of the day
1: um I like in week two Teddy bridgewater threw two interceptions he was sacked five times I mean I think he's probably playing better now than he was back then so it could be a, a little bit more competitive game
0: so, so what do you do for last week's game I mean in my mind I just throw it away right the Saints game they lose 38 to three I think it was um do you just I just kicked that game out, especially because Brady's the quarterback, knowing that a lot of times, you know, that's going to fuel him to come back the next week even hotter.
1: I don't know. I have my concerns, I have to say. It it just doesn't feel like that Tom Brady necessarily. I don't know if it's age, if it's the transition, if it's maybe um, I don't know. I felt like it was
0: a it was a trying to get. The players figured out like they have too many players, right? They have Antonio Brown into the mix. So it's kind of a, I want to get Antonio Brown. He's my boy. I brought him here into the action, but you don't really want to make Mike Evans mad. And then who the hell knows what Godwin did? I mean, he looks like he's still got a broken finger. He didn't really look that great last week. None of them did.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he's got like pins in his finger. Yeah.
0: So he's got some kind of like a broken tip of his finger or something. I don't know how he catch a ball with that. Um, But then obviously you're going to force the ball into Antonio and from everything we're led to believe after the game, the comments that Arians was making that none of that was Antonio Brown's fault for being new and not running the right route. It was all Tom Brady's wrong read. Now, I don't know if that's because they're trying to coddle to Antonio Brown because they just, you know, he's fragile and you don't want it to blow up. But he
1: also said that Antonio Brown played more than he had
0: anticipated or wanted
1: to. So.
0: He's back I don't know. This and I mean,
1: this is not a game where you necessarily have to air the ball out a lot. So, I mean, in, in week two, they ran the ball, which is the right approach against Carolina. And it was, I think, Fournette kind of came in and, and took over that game and had two touchdowns. So I don't know that they need to, but it could be a good um, chance to to try it. I don't know that the Saints were a good good team to start, you know whole thing bringing Antonio Brown in and not having a lot of reps but they were probably not a good opponent for that so I mean it could be a chance to to get them going so I don't know we'll see I mean I think they win I, I just don't have that you know that whole Tom Brady feel going anymore
0: they're trying to figure it out the question is they have the talent they have the pieces can they put it together and start getting some kind of momentum built before the playoffs start right so I mean, let's not forget they're six and three, you know? So it's a pretty strong record. They're sitting there tied on top of the division with the Saints. Well, the Saints are six and two because they've played in, uh, Tampa's played an extra game. Um, but I I just, the running game's an enigma to me. I feel like they should be running the ball down people's throats, like you're saying, with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. And it doesn't seem like either one of them, like you watch the game, I feel like Leonard Fournette does really well, but did they? They scored three points, you know?
1: Well, I mean, how fast did New Orleans get up to a lead? And then it takes the run game completely out of it. And they're not a good um, team to run against to begin with. So I don't know that that was really part of the game plan, but you have to still incorporate some of it. But then once you're down 14 points, it's so you like Tampa. I do. All
0: right, let's move to the next one. It's Denver versus Vegas. So Denver's traveling to Vegas. They're getting four points. It opened up at four. Flashing at three and a half at some places, betting down. So, um, doesn't look like there's that much line movement. Who do you like here?
1: I like Vegas in this one. Um, but I think it kind of depends on how the game goes. Because what I kind of learned some things last week about these coaches that maybe I hadn't realized before, but there's, and I thought about this before, but there's certain coaches that just, want to do a certain thing and they go into the game every game and they just do it, whether it works or it doesn't work. And they just keep going. Um, And Denver is one of those teams. They go into a game. They want to run the ball. They keep running the ball. Who's the they
0: coach be- in Denver?
1: Uh, is it Vangio?
0: I don't know you're going on and on about coaches and you're just like the guy Denver's the same. So, I mean, you can talk, who's the coach?
1: I think his name is Nick Vangio, but uh, I, I could be wrong. Um,
0: So your point about the coach that you don't know his name?
1: Do I have to know his name?
0: Well, what's your point?
1: Is that okay? Well, if you let me finish before you interrupt me with your quizzes. um, (laughs) That they went into the game against Atlanta last week. Atlanta is the perfect team to throw the ball against. And they went in and they just kept running it, running it, running it. Atlanta jumps up to a big lead. And then, I mean, Drew Locke had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter of that game. So they finally realize when they're down that they got to change their approach if they have any chance to stay in the game. And that's what they did. And look what happened. They almost came back and won. So I think it depends how this game plays out. If Vegas jumps up to a lead and Denver has to get back into it, then maybe you have a competitive game, but you can run on Las Vegas. So if Denver decides that they're just going to keep trying to run the ball, then it could be a whole different script on the game. Either way, I think Las Vegas wins.
0: All right, so after the podcast, we're going to have a whole discussion about um, prevent defense and how teams uh, yes. play a little bit different defense at it's the end of the game fangio. when they are, have a big lead. But what? anyway. Um,
1: what did you just say?
0: Nothing. We're talking about prevent defenses, and that's why Denver's scoring a lot of points at the end of the game because they're not playing this tough defense. That's what's occurring there. However, but I will tell fine, you that. But that's fine, but – yeah, so it has nothing to do with uh, all right, so now we should throw the ball fifth, you know, 90% of the time in the first quarter because in the fourth quarter when we're playing against a prevent, we've seemed able to move the ball.
1: No, what well, okay, but so it's an approach that if you're going to score points, you have to throw because it takes less time to throw than it does to run. You um gain more yards when you throw the ball than when you run the ball.
0: Yeah, that's all true. But um I'm just trying to explain to you that Drew Locke scored a lot of points at the end of the game because they were down 20 points and they were playing prevent He also did the same thing against San Diego. Exactly um, And brought him back for the win, but I digress I think the mystery here is who's gonna cover the spread and I'm on the other side. I think it's Denver I do like Denver. I do like drew lock. This is a divisional matchup and the line is over three. I think this is another three-point game either way Denver would win because they're getting more than three points. The other thing I would caution you on this is I see on survivor picks, Vegas is heavily being picked about 95% to 5% Denver. I wouldn't touch Vegas here with a 10-foot pole, uh, especially in a survivor pick with the division matchup. So just be cautious. This is a game that I would tell you to stay away from from a survivor pool. But I'm on Denver. I'll take the points and run.
1: Okay. guess right, is
0: also, I think, two and two at home. I was looking at it earlier. They're not that impressive at home. I think maybe one and three. Uh,
1: uh, well, one thing I did notice when I looked these teams up, and it was kind of odd, and this actually works to your um, position, but they actually have the last four times these teams have played when they've played at Las Vegas, Las Vegas has lost. When they played at Denver, Las Vegas has won, which okay. is kind of backwards. So the road team has won. But it's, yes, but it's also a different stadium for Las Vegas.
0: Sure, Vegas is one and two at home. Denver's two and two on the road. Vegas is five and three overall. They're four and one on the road. So they're not playing that great in Vegas, to your point, which just backs my pickup, Denver, plus the points.
1: All right. So next game is Buffalo at Arizona.
0: Who do you like here? I'm interested to see your thoughts on this game. Because I think you tend to like both teams.
1: Uh, well, I, I think... You like
0: both quarterbacks. Let's say.
1: No, I like Josh Allen. I don't necessarily like Kyler Murray. Um, but I think it will be a close game. I think it will be a high-scoring game. So I'm going to take the points and go with Buffalo. It is also a John Brown revenge game. And I love a good revenge game narrative.
0: I like the Bills, too. They just won um they just beat Seattle last week. I think that they uh, look to run through the NFC West. Go on the road and I think they definitely get some points here against Arizona. I'd take them. Arizona is still in my mind. Like I like them. I think they're a popular team. Uh I think the quarterback could be good there. They might have a find, but they're again a team where you need to prove it to me. And I feel like I feel like Josh Allen Is a lot like Murray, but he is progressed more because he's been in the league longer. So I look for the bills to roll in this one.
1: Okay. So we're on the same side there. Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Next game is Seattle. It's an NFC West matchup. Seattle Seahawks heading to the Los Angeles Rams. This game opened up as a two-point Rams favorite. Um, I do see where it's gone down one place one and a half. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? This is a tough division matchup, fight for the division lead.
1: I find it strange that the Rams are favor. I think Seattle's clearly the better team.
0: I think they're coming off a bye, right? Is they're that coming true? off a bye? I mean, the record Seattle's Seattle just six lost.
1: and two, Rams are five and three.
0: Seattle just lost to Buffalo.
1: Um, now Seattle has won three out of the last four matchups, the one that they lost, they lost by one point. So, I mean, having Seattle as an underdog, I'm going to take them all day. And I think it's going to depend on how much pressure Seattle gets on Jared Goff, because that's where he kind of struggles. So, and I don't know that Seattle has the pressure to, to bring, but. So I think it could be a back and forth game. It could actually be a big Jared Goff game. But I think at the end of the day, um, I'll take the points on the Seahawks.
0: Well, I I would take Seattle if I had to take it. Come Sunday, I probably will take it. I really like the over. The over is 53.5, up to 54.5. Seattle's been playing a lot of overs this year. Um, I think the Rams can score on Seattle. Um, they're familiar enough with them. And I, I think this game's played in the high 20s, 30s, maybe. So if you're looking at like a 27, you know, 25 score, something like that, I, I if think it
1: doesn't get you over.
0: I think you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm saying I think it's going to go into the 30s, though. Um, maybe 30, 27 gets you over. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be a three-point game. Again, the line's inside three points. I could see Seattle winning a 30-27, 33-30 score.
1: Okay. I'm I like surprised. the over. I'm surprised you don't like it more.
0: <laughs> um, The spot kind of scares me here a little bit. Why? Because the Rams are coming off the bye, so they've had a long time to prepare.
1: Okay, that's it.
0: There's a bunch of other reasons, but I mean, what else do you want to know? Oh, I'd like you to state your reasons. It scares me. I I typically like Seattle. I typically hate the Rams. This is a game that scares me off because um, it's a divisional matchup that I think the Rams, when you're looking at the divisional matchups, like you just said, the Seattle's won three out of the last four. Um, But the Rams have been a good team over the last two years, right? So I think this is a game that the Rams could be just a little bit more up for Seattle, more prepared to play they might have this game circled on the calendar. They get them again towards the end of the season, that's probably the more important game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean these teams are all clustered up cuz you got Seattle at 6 and 2 and then you got the Rams at 5 and 3 and Arizona at 5 and 3. So, I mean it's a big game if Seattle loses us there. Yeah. All-
0: and the other thing is the Rams are um the Rams are 3 and 0 at home. So, um Seattle's 2 and 2 away. They tend to typically play worse Away, like more of a five hundred, and don't lose at home. So this this season's playing out the same way. They're four zero at home, two and two on the road. uh Rams are three and zero at home. I like the home team. Okay.
1: All right, next game. I,
0: I like the home team enough to make me kind of hedge on Seattle, but there's no way I'm taking the Rams here. So you should probably take the Rams.
1: And why is it that you don't like the Rams? Just because Jared Goff was out of the same class that Carson Wentz was?
0: I am a big Jared Goff hater. I think unless the if you're playing against a tough defense, he does not show up. And unless the plays are scripted, um, and he's running a lot of posts to Cooper Cup. Well, Cooper Cup
1: has a couple injuries too, so that could not be good.
0: Yeah, and I you know, some of it might go back to um McVay winning coach of the year in seventeen too, uh, which is bullshit. Doug Doug Peterson clearly was the coach of the year, taking a backup quarterback and win the Super Bowl. And how do you give it to knucklehead McVeigh? I just hate the Rams.
1: Hmm. All right. So next game on the list is San Francisco at New Orleans. And this opened at a minus six in favor of the Saints. And it is up to a minus nine and a half. And I think you kind of have to take the Saints at, that because, I mean, what what's what else happens here? Okay. I mean, look what they did to t- Tom Brady last week. And what are they going to do to Nick Mullins?
0: I really want to, like, hold my nose and take the 49ers on this game because you know everybody's going to take the Saints. There's really no reason to take the 49ers. And when that is usually the case.
1: Yeah, but didn't we have this whole debate, was it, last week when um the <coughs> 49ers played the Packers? We had the same conversation. And what happened?
0: It's spanked. Yeah,
1: so I just don't see how that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, because you
0: got Michael Thomas back, and now so the Saints are hitting on all cylinders. They don't have anybody injured. They're So this is the Saints. I mean, they're they're healthy for the first time I mean, in like, a while. That's, yeah. what they, that's what happened last week.
1: I mean, the last time the 49ers and the Saints played, it was like a back-and-forth battle, but that's just, I mean, San Francisco's just not the same team right now with all the injuries that that's they have.
0: That's the problem with San Fran. That's what I was looking at them last week. I just, like, how are they going to score?
1: So, I mean, it's no fault of theirs, but I think the... The Saints um, defensive line, you know, kind of got to Tom Brady quite a bit. I mean, what what are they going to do to Nick Mullins? So I, I just don't see how you could take San Francisco. I really don't.
0: Yeah, I'd say my, play Michael Thomas. And clearly. I mean, the one thing
1: San Francisco wants to do is run the ball, and the Saints are not a good matchup for that either. So, I mean, it could be ugly, I think.
0: Do you want to talk about the Chargers-Miami game next? It's down Did the I list, skip but it? oh. um, it's a four o'clock. The next game on the list is the eight o'clock. So let's talk about Chargers Miami first and then circle back. So Miami is the home team. They're one and a half point favorites to the Chargers going across country. Uh, Miami's hot right now. They're just coming off the win against the Cardinals.
1: Now they do have um, some COVID issues. They have uh, two defensive players, a defensive end, Christian Wilkins, and linebacker Kyle Van Noy. It was a former Patriot, so I knew that. That's name. not good. So, just thought I would throw what that out the there. What is the covid situation? They were put on the list, I believe. I think I maybe they it's playing or not? They're on the list, probably not. I don't know.
0: They're on the list that they talked to somebody in the last yes, week. Yes, I believe it was coaches they- that started it have a positive test like that's the difference I think we well it make, made right?
1: it sound like don't different no 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 no. Have let a, me finish have a positive
0: test you could miss the game they,
1: I don't believe they had positive tests, but they it sounded less likely that they're going to play than like the Ben Roethlisberger situation it sounded right. like they're likely to be without these two players is what I read likely to be without
0: okay you want to say it one more time
1: no okay
0: they're not going to play
1: no, no. I didn't say they're not going to play. They're
0: likely to be without these players. I didn't say they're not no, going to play. No, you said they're likely to be without these well, that's players. That's the article.
1: Now, on the other side, the Chargers are going to be without Joey Bosa, and I believe that's an injury.
0: is not Joey Bosa been uh, out been The out for Chargers. A
1: while? No.
0: I thought he was out last week. All right. Um, who do you like?
1: Well, this is the same situation that I mentioned with Denver. So if you want to rip my head off before I even get it out, that bad <laughs> coaching. Is going to make me take Miami in this game. Because I realized that all these years that you think it's Philip Rivers with all these like ridiculous ways to lose a game, it wasn't Philip Rivers. It was Anthony Lynn.
0: But he wasn't. How long has he been the coach there?
1: Well, long enough. So last sure, year, the year before, now. He was definitely there last year.
0: Oh, Philip Rivers been a quarterback for the Chargers. Well, I mean, that's a bad comparison. The a guy's been longer. here for like no, no, sixteen no, no. years. No, no,
1: no, no. I understand that. That wasn't what I was trying to say. There's right,
0: another stupid comment today. You're off today. This okay. is not bad coaching. It's called prevent. They're running successfully in the fourth quarter, not because they should have been throwing the ball the whole first half. It's because the team's playing 10 yards off their receivers and they're wide open. This is what's going to happen. The Chargers suck. Miami's fine in a rhythm. You can't be so, too okay. confident about Tua because he's a rookie, but that mm-hmm. team's got really good defense. I'm a little worried about those uh, COVID situations. I like Van Noy. Really like him. I think he's, he's great. Um, but I don't think it's going to matter. I'd like Miami here. I think they squeak one out. It's probably going to be a tighter game uh, played. And then maybe at the end, uh, Miami's defense kind of looks to, to maybe get a quick score, some, t- t- some takeaways and pull apart, but I like Miami here. Okay. You like Miami? I just said that. Welcome to Miami.
1: Okay. So I don't know. Is there a reason that you skipped one game to get to that game?
0: Well, because that's a four o'clock game and now we'll go to the eight o'clock game on Sunday, which is Baltimore, New England. Stay with me, girl. Just have trust me. What do I tell you all the time? Stop questioning me so much and just trust me. Aren't I always right?
1: Well, why is (laughs) this? Why is the game? Why are they not in the right order? Uh,
0: (laughs) I I didn't make the list. I don't know. So anyway, we're going to go back to Baltimore, New England, if that's okay with you. (laughs) In New England, Baltimore travels up to Foxborough, they are six and a half point favorites. Jesus, man. Baltimore going into New England is a six and a half point favorite. Do you ever think you'd see the day? It's um, not
1: your same old Patriots.
0: It's not your mom and dad's New England Patriots. That's for sure.
1: So your take on the game, Steve. Or should I give you mine?
0: I think we're opposite here. But what do you think? Really? Uh, I know I like I'm going with your, your Patriots. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I like wow. the I, th- I like the spot Did here. you
1: watch the game last week yeah. where they almost got beat? Like Bill Belichick almost got beat by Adam Gase. They're
0: not the same team, I agree, but
1: Now, I Bill, understand they
0: are the same Bill Belichick. They are not the same defense, but they are the same concept and running the same schemes and I fully expect
1: You realize a to-
0: Bill Belichick to lock down Lamar Jackson. And the Baltimore Ravens on offense. Okay. So can Cam Newton... You know, I think this is going to be like a tractor pull. Can Cam Newton get you 25 points against the Ravens? If he does, I think you win. win. 20, okay, so 24.
1: Think that Bill Belichick couldn't stop Joe Flacco last week, but he's going to stop Lamar Jackson this week.
0: It's a different I, quarterback.
1: I understand that, but...
0: That's a, that's a sophomore comment by you. You are comparing... Scheming defensively for a pocket passing Joe Flacco, well, do who you know, just throws the ball, whose 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 strength is throwing the ball fifty yards downfield. Do which, you know which what happened, the
1: Patriots' weakness is this year? If you watch versus
0: a Lamar Jackson, who is crafty and dynamic well, and fast, the Patriots and have runs been the ball.
1: absolutely gashed on the ground.
0: Do you remember historically? What Bill Belichick has done against Joe Flacco's passing arm, he has not pl- done well. He has gotten beat by Joe Flacco.
1: All right, let's not even talk about Joe Flacco.
0: Do you know what Bill Belichick's history is against Lamar Jackson?
1: I know they when lost they may have played the last in the playoffs, time
0: and Baltimore was one loss maybe in the regular season, two losses, and they came. Sh- Rolling into a matchup against New England, and what
1: happened last and New year? New England they played?
0: shut them down, baby. That's yeah. going to happen again this year. Even Tom Brady, no Tom Brady, Cam Newton, what have you? It's Bill Belichick and that defense. It's going to lock these Ravens down. I'm all over New England at home, getting a touchdown. Book it.
1: I think the biggest mistake you can make is You like Baltimore? Thinking that tell
0: me you like Baltimore. this year's
1: Patriots are the Patriots of Pass because they're not.
0: Tell me two things. Tell me you like Baltimore and tell me you got forty bucks.
1: Okay. Done. You like Baltimore? I yeah, I don't see how the Patriots are gonna win. Right, I already got two bets. They couldn't beat the freaking Jets last week.
0: All right, so Cleveland, write it down. I have Houston, you have Cleveland.
1: Yeah.
0: I have New England, you have Baltimore. Baltimore's paper champ. Play against good defense, they're going to scheme them up.
1: I mean, I understand that Belichick takes away your best player and all that stuff, but I just don't think they have the offense. I don't think they can do it. So, it's fine. We shall see. All right. So, the last game on the card is my favorite game of the week, actually, which is kind of strange to say because I generally hate Kirk Cousins. But I think...
0: No, go for it. I see where you're going. Are we
1: going to 60 bucks?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs> if you're going to get six,
1: no, then we're going to 60. No, 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 no. Number one, um, the way that the Vikings have been winning the past few games is Dalvin Cook. Do you know what Dalvin Cook's stat lines are versus the Bears in the last three times that they played? Guess. Just guess. Take a guess. The
0: last three games?
1: Yes. The last three times that Dalvin Cook has played the Bears.
0: One touchdown and 50 yards rushing.
1: Well, there's three games, so give me another two stat lines. Oh,
0: my God. Just tell me what they are.
1: Just guess something.
0: Oh, one game I think he had 30 yards rushing, and the other game I think he had 20.
1: Well, you'd be right then. So he had 35, 39, and 12.
0: Oh, I'm such a good guesser.
1: Do you know what his stat line was last week? So regardless.
0: It was pretty good. He had like 200 yards rushing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They didn't rush it for 200 yards on the Bears.
1: So the Bears have a good run defense, and apparently they've been taking the approach that I think other teams should maybe take, which is shut down Dalvin Cook and make Kirk Cousins threat. So,
0: seems like a novel concept.
1: Well, it seems like
0: not everybody wants to use it. 101.
1: But yeah. Also, the Bears have won the last four times that they have played um, the Vikings. That's strong. So I think that they're going to Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw it and uh, I don't think it's going to go well. And on another note, Matt Nagy, who's kind of taken a little bit of criticism lately, um, has turned over play calling duties to his um, offensive coordinator.
0: That's good. I really don't like Matt Nagy calling plays. And um, clearly Nick Foles is getting into it with him a little bit, too. I think they, they need to Chicago needs to get into this RPO faster in the game. That's what Nick Foles excels at. Get into the run-pass option. Let him make a quick, simple read. Either hand the ball off or hit the quick post. That is Nick Foles. And hopefully this new guy calling plays is going to put him in a position to score points earlier in the game instead of waiting to you know, get down the game and Nick Foles shows up to try to save the day. Last week it was too late. They put 17 points up in the fourth quarter. Um, it was too late. They lost 24-17. Bottom line, it's Monday night football. Chicago's at home. Chicago opened up as a favorite, and the public has bet them Mm. into a dog. He opened at two and now they're getting three. Take Chicago all day long. Nikki six, winner.
1: Yeah, that's my best bet of the week.
0: I thought you were opening up when talking about cousins. Like you were gonna like change your colors and
1: Take no, Cousins. this is exactly really what I like because I hate Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, okay, good.
1: And that's exactly what I wanted to see.
0: You know what? You took a suspect podcast out of you and turned it completely around with that last pick. I like it. Now, hopefully they win.
1: <laughs> so, all right. Um, so, closing thoughts, Steve. Um,
0: I, like, I like Houston. I like Pittsburgh. I like uh, uh, Jack, Green Bay's a lot of points. I like Jacksonville. I like the Giants. I like Denver. I like Tampa. I like the over in the Rams game. I kind of like the Bills. I like a lot of games. Um, I like Miami. I like Chicago at the end, like you said. I'm going to probably get in a lot of trouble this week.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. A contentious week 10 episode. Peace out.